No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Hello, Mech fans. Duncan Fisher here. You know, it's not easy being the voice of Solaris. The crowds, the mech jocks, the girls, the less than savory characters. And in the middle of it all is Duncan Fisher, voice of the common man, bringing you all of the mech action I can shove through these two eyeballs. People ask me, Duncan, what's your secret? Well, folks, I suppose it's time to come clean. I don't do this because it's my job. I do it for you. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Duncan Fisher is a man of the people, and my people want bloody, violent, mech-on-mech action 24-7. When I get up in the morning, with last night's hangover pounding away at my head, and pull on my pants, I do it because decency demands that I not walk to breakfast naked. Once again, I do it for you. And after a breakfast scotch or two, this announcer's voice of mine is ready to give you what you need. So what's my secret? Chronic alcoholism, by the sound of it. But that's how the business rolls on Solaris. So kids, next time you get to thinking that you want to be an announcer on Solaris 7, remember your old pal Duncan Fisher and send me a bottle or two. It might just get your foot in the door. This has been the Duncan Fisher Minute. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 84. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is August 7th, 2013, and my shout-out, it's going to go out to Mead. Uh, We've been waiting, or I've been waiting three months for this, and it's almost over. All i got to say is Space Vikings for the win, and uh, I'll I'll let you guys know how it tastes. So if it doesn't kill me, it'll make me stronger. Darren, what about you? Mmm, Spice Vikings. Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil. My shout-out today goes to my buddy UC's Old World Miniatures Kickstarter. It's 15 days left. It's 4500 of 6500 If you like tabletop games and miniatures, check it out. Brandon? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell, and tonight my shout-outs are going to Mexpex and MWOG. Same thing, just... Are you ever going to branch out there? He's predictable. I know. Stable. Reliable, at least. (laughs) Laura, what about you? Hey guys, I'm Laura. My shout-out today goes to Wingbreaker, who's written a f- new piece of tantalizing Battletech fiction that you should all read right this instant. Tantalizing, like... Mm-hmm. Is it it's delicious? It's mech-on-mech action. Mm. And of course, I'd like to say welcome to all of our live studio audience. Uh, you guys are awesome. And of course, to all of our new listeners out there in the world. And we ask, hey, if you uh, you know like what we're doing over here at NGNG with the comics, with the podcast, with the YouTube, with the Twitch, with the animated series, with the... Oh my gosh, with all this journalism, hey, uh, we've got a tip jar on the right side of our website. Show us some love and we'd appreciate it. Thanks. 
Show us the love. And maybe you're doing a little shopping online, Amazon New Egg, Tiger Direct. If so, help support the show while shopping for cool stuff online by clicking on the Amazon New Egg or Tiger Direct buttons on our website. Right side, scroll down. It won't add anything to your charge, but it gives NGNG a little kickback. It's a great way to support everything we do if you don't want to or cannot donate directly. Also, we do have our new RSS feed working. If you have not unsubscribed to the old RSS feed, please do and resubscribe to feeds.feedburner.com forward slash NGNG. And yes, we're still working on the iTunes problem. It will be resolved as soon as possible. And of course, uh, we do have one uh, update on our website, uh, the very front page. We have a new calendar. I just want to say, great job, Adam. You're freaking amazing. Um, we I've hated the old one. And anyways, he web guru all that stuff and he got the new one up so make sure to check that out and i just want to say uh today's catalyst games lab sponsorship giveaway week 12 is a hex pack cities and roads and uh go ahead and all you have to do is register and actually today's question uh for this giveaway is what is your favorite aerospace fighter so that's all you have to do and you can win the hex pack cities and roads all right I got a question phil Yes, Brandon. Is an Overlord class dropship considered a <laughs> space fighter? No, but the Ares a dropship. is dropship. Sheesh! Put your hand down. Again, you, you've never Go seen Brandon corner. fly a dropship. Put on BF1J. the dome hat. BF1J. Anyways, guys, uh, today's guest is Jason, aka the Centurion. What's going on, Jason? How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh heck yeah, man! I, I was telling Darren before the podcast. I was like, I swear to God, I sent him an email like a week, two weeks ago, but I could have been just, I don't know, drunk on beer. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, you are the host of the Dropship uh, Command podcast. Am I right? Yeah, Drop Command podcast. That's Drop Command. Sorry. Thank you for correcting me. And uh, you've been doing this for a while now, and I've actually, I love your show. I listen to it all the time, and you've got a few other uh, uh, co-hosts. Do you want to give them a shout out? Uh, No, not really, but I will. (laughs) Uh, We like you already. Yeah, uh, John Clavel uh, is a leader of Wolf Spider Battalion, a great guy, and he's British, so you automatically think he's right. And, and then Phelan Carnes, who's the um, drop command leader of our Bravo squad, which is our American uh, squadron. So good guys. Happy to have him. I was going to say, you did mention, that's funny, that you know someone with like a British accent. I wonder, is that how they look at us? Like when they, or you know, think of us when they hear That us? we sound stupid? Like, yes. Yeah, or are they like, oh no, they fucking wanker. Just... I try not to ask my alpha pilots what they actually think of us. Okay, that's they just t- They tend to volunteer that all by themselves. Uh, I was going to say, and you are a member of Wolf Spiders, and, and uh, obviously we got a link for you guys and to the podcast. If you haven't listened to the podcast, do so. I thoroughly enjoy it, and I remember the first time you posted up, I saw it on uh, Reddit, listened to it, and I was like, wow, you know, it's, it's great having another podcast out there. So anyways, we wanted you on the show tonight because we want your opinion on some of the things we're going to be talking about, which, of course, rolls into our community questions. Now, Garth uh, is here, so Garth, do you want to say hi? Hi guys, I'm about to leave. Hi, go away. Uh, the shitty thing is, is I totally blew it and told all of you guys seven o'clock when I told Jason seven thirty. And anyways, so here we are. Garth actually was like, "Hey, I only got like half an hour tonight," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, hey, Garth. Um, so, well, yeah. whenever, whenever you got to leave, Garth. But we uh, we had a few questions for Garth in length, and I know one of them was, uh, you know can't quote the exact person because give me one most. question i'll do one How's that? uh how about the question about max and the release schedule for max, about max. and well you know. it's basically the time frame i can confirm that we're not gonna go oh this mech is in 
30, 68, so we're going to wait 18 years to do it. At some point, we are going to go, okay, these are outside the timeline, but we are going to add them. I don't know when we're going to be doing that. We have so many to go through already. Jesus. How many mechs are there? Like 550? So uh, A yeah. lot. They're all so in that my many. mech bay. Except the assault mechs. They're not in my mech bay. Only a few. When do we see the so was that, was that the question, whether the timeline will be sped up? Well, it, it, the question was about the mechs and your guys' uh, timetable. I think it was a two-pronged question. It was, uh, you know, you guys announced, like, doing two mechs a month. And then on top of that, because you had said the uh, timeline, you know, one day now, one day at the time, you know, blah, blah, blah. It just wasn't really working. So someone was asking, I, I think, pretty much like, you know, the Bushwhacker comes out, you know, a little bit I later. knew that was the mech that it was about. Anyways, so I just figured I'd ask and... Everybody wants that bushwhacker. Me too. I know, man. No whacker. Actually, technically, uh, Connor, the uh, and, uh, and I corrected uh, yesterday on the Twitch, the bushwhacker is actually out in service before that time date. The thing with it is, is it had some flaws, so it wasn't like a very good We're design. releasing it with flaws. It'll explode <laughs> when you <laughs> do something. You know, I, I think that's really part of the immersive experience. Please do. You know, hey, you took a crappy it, you only paid a million c bills i mean you get what you get right i mean <laughs> do you get All it right, from well, the used mech lot or what yeah so i guess what we'll do is next week we'll try to get a whole lot of questions uh, from the community we'll take the ones uh from you know this week and we'll add them and we'll just next how about week we just how about we sit down with garth and it'll yeah be, it'll be garth week garth all about day. garth Whoa. fucking garth you, you are now the host uh, we well, are not thanks, doing man. that to garth all right, um, another question we actually have, and this is uh, from Kit K, and he says, tabletop question for the guys and gals who play it. What is your tabletop game mech preference? Stock, modified, stock, or complete custom, and why? Hmm, um, Laura, do you have an answer to that? I generally go stock because it's easy. Okay, I can understand that. What about you, Brian? Usually play just straight stock TROs, though I have played a couple customized games, but they tend to get really out of hand really quickly. <laughs> Fist fights. Well, <laughs> I will say, when we played the Mega Mech campaign, I'm going to say that's sort of, I mean, it's pretty much the tabletop but computer, and when you're playing with people across the world, you can't really, anyways. We would always do stock mechs, actually, but what we, what we would do is we'd break it down and you have, like, pilot skills, but we... Like, our, our game master actually created rules, so, like, we'd all start off early. So, I guess, for me, it was using the mech's stock puts a little bit of, um, I guess, context of, like, you know, the hunchback. You know, there's very few mechs with an AC-20, you know, stock, and so, you know, you don't want that to get in close and stuff like that. And so, I guess, context for me, using stock mechs, and so you use what you had, and uh, we didn't do any customization. So, Darren, what about you? I gotta go uh, first. Let me go. Garth, no, no, you're free. No. Fly free, birdie. All right, Bye, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, man. See you, dude. Yeah. See you tomorrow. Yeah, so basically for me, it's easy. It's stock, and there's two reasons for that. One is convenience. It's just a lot easier to get a game going without, like Brandon was mentioning, uh, you know, the fist fights and the blood and all that stuff. But the other reason is because I like the restrictions. I like the challenge. I like to not have the ideal mech and work within those bounds. And what about you, uh, Jason? I mean... Or do you play the tabletop often? Or do you play Mega Mech? Mechware Tactics. That's pretty much the extent of it. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, um, how do you feel about that? Have you played the tabletop before? Yeah, I have. But I, I mean, it's, the thing with tabletop games with me is I suck at painting. And I don't have that kind of. <laughs> I'm just terrible at it. So what I do is I usually go to my friends and kind of encourage them to buy all this stuff. And then I, hey. you know, bum off them. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, I've played it before. I really enjoyed it. And stock is just easier for me to grasp. 
because I don't have to worry about go, you know going up against somebody who's you know they've spent four hours pouring over on how to make the perfect mech. It's just okay. What do you got? And there are based on the rules too. You can create some lethal setups too. I mean, and that's the thing is if there's rules, there's ways to bend them towards you know being you know more favorable and you know oh sure pulse lasers and stuff having less you know um, greater hit modifier and stuff like that and the mid max train. Yeah, if you're not if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Oh. All right. Well, you know, uh, like I said, we had a few other questions, but uh, we knew Girth was going to be taken off, so we deleted him. So we'll have uh, those questions for you guys next week. Apologize, I did. It, it was stuff for Garth directly. You guys were asking, so I don't uh, want to try to answer for him. So we'll we'll leave those for him. But anyways, I want to talk to uh, you guys about uh, this patch. It came out yesterday. Um, let's see, we had 12v12, we had third-person view, you know, on test the prior week. Uh, we had the Golden Boy, the Kentaro. Um, let's go ahead and dive into this. Let's let's talk about, uh, because this happened last week, um, playtesting, third-person view on the test server. You know, obviously, I was surprised because it was third-person view and 12v12. Initial reactions to it, Jason, what were your thoughts? I've got a drone. That was, that, that was my it's initial so thought. Like, Look at that MWO thing. pets. Yeah, I wonder if I can Tell blow Colin. it up. Uh, the only thing I wanted to do is I wanted to target everybody else's drones and blow it up and force them back in the first person. So I tried shooting above everybody's head for about the first 30 seconds. Gotcha. Now, so the first reaction, you see a drone. They're using the, the idea that, hey, we're just not going to do, like, you know, space magic and you randomly you're outside your mech, but they actually included that drone. Do you feel that you should be able to shoot it? I mean, if the the, if the game mode you selected, right, you, you didn't select first person, so you selected third person, do you feel that, like, that drone should be able to get destroyed? And, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on that? No, I, I think that was my initial reaction, but after actually seeing it implemented and um, kind of the limitations of it, I, I think it's fine. I mean, I mean, I know that probably even people in my own unit will rake me over the coals for that. Yeah, but the fact is, I think the, the implementation's okay. Uh, because oh, well. you, I, I think the lo- losing the minimap and some of the other things are, are pretty good trade-offs for it. And and Darren, I know we we've talked about this. I I felt like, you know, and and Russ came out and and basically said, you know, this is to help people. And at the end of the day, and and uh, I'm sort of humbled that he gave his own you know experience with his son, basically saying, hey, my son, who's 11 years old, yeah, he's not the most elite player out there, but he was definitely confused. And and you know they talked about that. So as a tool. For me, as soon as I hopped in there, I was like, one, I just enjoyed running around and seeing my mech. I, okay, I wasn't as accurate, but I just liked running around. And then as soon as you wanted to engage and, and be more, uh, I guess, uh, um, accurate, just switch to first person and you were, you were dominating. Um, Darren, uh, did you feel like it gave you an advantage using third person? Mm, I think there's rare moments where it can give you, you know, a little bit of an advantage, you know, maybe seeing over a rock, but then the the camera being up there allows them to know you're there as well. Honestly, I don't feel like we have enough uh, experience or data to really draw any conclusions, or at least I don't. It was just too chaotic and crazy and fun, and um, there wasn't a lot of serious gaming going on. People were just kind of tripping out on their mechs and uh, the camera and all that kind of stuff. I think we need more testing, uh, but I'm also, from my perspective, again, I'm used to it. You know, World of Tanks, War Thunder, whatever. Um, I can switch back and forth and be happy. Uh, so we'll see. What about you, Brandon? I only got to drop a couple times due to work during the uh, times in which they were testing. But uh, from the one, two, three, four, roughly five drops that I got to drop in it, 
Only thing I was concerned about was maybe with the um, changing your field of view and how that could potentially change how far and how close you could see to things. The only other thing besides that would be, I'd say maybe drop the camera a little bit lower or maybe a little bit more back at the same time, just so you can, with certain mechs I found you couldn't see the feet of them. So that's about it. Gotcha. And what about you, Laura? Eh, played a match in it, and while it was cool to see my mech stomping around for a little bit, uh, it wasn't all that useful to me, although I could see over hills and that was a little concerning, but if I have a dayglow uh, drone hovering over me, then maybe it's not a big issue. Now, do you guys feel that in third-person view and sort of because of the accuracy issues, um, going to first-person is better? I guess is the analogy of sort of like a World of Tanks thing where, you know, it's the same thing, World of Tanks you can fire in, in third, but you're definitely more accurate when you're down in the hole. I mean, uh, Jason, do you feel like the player should be as restricted? I mean, right now, they don't have a mini-map, right? And their accuracy is ha um, hampered by its... And I, and I figured this out, uh, someone sort of explained it. It's basically what I'm looking at in first person is not what you're looking at in, in uh, third person as far as where the reticle's at. That's where it was creating those jumping, right? Because, uh, you know, it's based off your camera in, in the cockpit, so... Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was kind of like snap targeting, which I didn't like at all. I found it, it completely hampered me for actual combat, so I, in the minute I engaged an enemy mech, I, I got the hell out of it. Yeah, I, I pretty much stayed out of it and forgot about it the rest of the match. Like, for me personally, not a fan. I mean, I can see the, a tactical advantage from a spotting standpoint or a scouting standpoint, but you'll you'll never see me engage another mech in it. Now, that being said, how do you guys feel about should they fix that ray tracing issue of where you're actually aiming and it shouldn't be causing those issues? I mean, it's basically math. They, they have to go in there and... Well, if they, they do, that'll make firing from third person a little bit you know easier and more effective so maybe maybe not i mean it seems to me that even the people that aren't liking third person are saying that that should be fixed so maybe that's the consensus i mean that's a technical issue i don't think it was intended to to be implemented that way now obviously there were some other issues when you were like in a faster mech the camera would like uh, i don't know it, it your torso twist and it wouldn't be able to like glitch it would sort of like uh, stumble and obviously this was the first public play test and um, you know I feel like it definitely is probably going to get a lot of love from them but uh, overall what were your guys' opinions I mean I think it's very good that they didn't add the free cam when you're in third person so you're mm -hmm. stuck in that position you know you can't like in other games twist around and, and see uh, which would probably give you too much of an advantage in my opinion so do you think a third person uh, benefits um, a new player um, do you think it sort of uh, not necessarily forces them into first, but do you do you feel like it serves its purpose of what they were going for? I don't know if it's completely implemented yet. Like the fact that your targeting is screwed up, I think that might frustrate a new player. Like they get in and go, great, I can see my mech, but now I can't hit the broadside of a barn. Or the fact that you lose your minimap. Well, I think it's a great trade-off. You shouldn't have all the tools available to you in third person. In my personal point of view, is that for a new person, then they're they're essentially flying blind. So I, I don't know. It, it, just, it kind of feels tacked on a little bit to me, and it, it'll probably need some more refinement before I can really see long-term if it's good for the game or not. Yeah, I mean, that was my general opinion, is that we need more testing. We need more... What we need is people to get comfortable using it and not just, you know, sitting there staring at their mech or whatever. We need to get people playing it for a couple weeks and see what the result is. I was going to say, I think, in uh, my opinion, I think an actual... As Garth was saying, he was uh, last week the actual tutorial level. Maybe that in third person would probably be better off 
than, say, third person itself. I think that would be great. Yeah. It's really just one piece of what I hope the new player experience is going to be. Who doesn't want the MechWarrior 2 tutorial? Well, <laughs> we do have to realize that there are people that want to play in multiplayer in third person. And obviously you can see that PGI has changed their stance. You know, Russ posted and basically said, I was wrong. Now, there's a lot of people out there. I know there's some people in this live studio audience that are like, no, third person's going to destroy. Look, at the end of the day, I'm going to be playing in first person as well. But who am I to say that third person isn't enjoyable to someone else? And why shouldn't they? Now, you know, that we can go down and further into that discussion. But the point is, you know, third person as being a tool to sort of get people into uh, knowing how to torso twist and uh, sort of uh, have that spatial awareness of where their torso is facing, where their legs are facing and stuff like that. I feel like this was the first test, public test. I feel like people need to be open to giving positive feedback or critical feedback about it and not just being cynical because the reality, they need to make it better, right, at the end of the day. And they need to fix the, the reticle. They need to fix the fact that uh, you can change your field of view. Um, you know, is that going to be fixed? What if you fix the field of view issue, but you still can't see the feet? What's the point? I mean, if you can't see your legs, then how would you know? So. I feel like those things and then on top of, you know, um, getting the word out there that basically, and there's a lot of people that don't realize, like, you're going to be able to choose first person or third person. And you don't have to play in third person if you don't want to, if you're in a first person match. I mean, I know that's a huge heated topic and goes all different directions, but I feel like uh, it was a good first test, in my opinion. Hmm. Now, that what, is what's what, been said, but there's no guarantee it won't change. Like exactly. Other things. That's the only as problem. As... Well, just what they've stated, and then later on changing that. I'd I'd probably like to see another reminder that that is actually... You're saying you're concerned about what they've stated regarding third-person view, when it will be and when it yes. won't be, all that stuff? Yes. And whether or not well, confirmation would be good. Well, confirmation you... would be great. It's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation because on one hand, you split the player base and you say, we're only going to have first person or third person cues. And on the other hand, you say, well, it's a free for all. We're, we're going to balance it as such that it won't create a tactical advantage and you guys can mix and match and play whatever mode you want in one queue. And either way is going to do a disservice. Well, I feel like we, we've talked about this a lot in the past over and over and over. I mean, this is probably one of the biggest things we've talked about. But the reality of it is, is it is going to be here. And... If PGI has basically stated community warfare, and I feel like this is the most important part to me with third person, is is community warfare going to be first person or are they going to allow third person? Now, here's the question, though, to play devil's advocate, I guess, is let's say uh, they eventually get the uh, regional servers up and they have a European server, an Australian server, and a U.S. server. What if the literally the large populace of the European server um, wants, likes and enjoys third person and they want to play third person in community warfare, right? Again, I guess, you know, like, what do they do as developers? I mean, shouldn't you listen to your player base as far as that? And I guess that's that's the question at heart is, uh, you know, um, how is it going to be taken? And look, you know, the most hardcore players for you guys out there in the audience, me included, that are going to be playing a North American server, you know, in Community Warfare, for the most part, you know, I would probably say most of us want first person, you know, so... You know, they've already stated community warfare. It's going to be first person. They've already they've stated that. If you're like, are you wanting a golden seal? Like this won't change. We swear to you know, like you know, Kerensky. I mean, how far they've already stated it once. Do they have to do it again? I mean, it, it, 
how many times do they have to repeat themselves? I guess. I guess that I'm, I'm literally asking you guys. They're a business, and they have the right to do whatever they think is going to be the best to grow the game, grow the community, and, and make a hello, hello, and make an educated business decision. But at the same time, I mean, so that, that that gives them the right to change their mind at any point in time. So it's not like you know they they could say right now today and get the entire PGI staff in front of us and say third person will never be in a community warfare. But that doesn't mean in two months down the road they could reverse that decision. And you know, any decision they make, for the most part, it may piss some you know some group off and it may make another group totally happy so again i think you're right on the you know they're screwed if they do screwed if they don't sometimes no i would say that's the danger of having this conversation with people who are already in the established player base who are already in love with the franchise mm-hmm. who already have years of experience with it is that we bring our own uh, preferences and biases into this conversation i can't tell you what it's going to be like for a new person i mean i can rely on maybe my girlfriend to tell me if she likes it or not will that get her to play more or not and i'll probably try to have her on the podcast again to, to do just that but third person isn't for us you yeah, know now, so, that being to, said you said she is a new player right um, I've talked to many a new player, um, and can you confirm, at least the ones I've talked to, literally the biggest thing uh, was torso twisting. I, I, every single one I've talked to, I was like, okay, what's the biggest issue you have? And they basically said, well, I'm running this direction into a damn wall, and I'm facing another, and I can't Same thing out. Russ said. Yeah. Now, no, I mean, for the first match or two, but I mean, she got the hang of it pretty quickly. I mean, but then again, she had me like over her shoulder saying, okay, you do this, you do that. You know, the average new person that just goes and downloads a game and says, I want to try this out is maybe not going to have that experience of having a mentor. And then on top of that, you've got, you know, people out there that are like, well, screw them. They're too dumb. And I mean, that's such a elitist attitude and sort of an ass backward attitude of there are people of different ages, different uh, cognitive abilities. And what you just say, screw them. Sorry, learn the, you know, like, and and I guess that's my thing is uh, that. you know, if third person tutorial. is supposed to be for a, a tool to help teach them, yeah, tutorial. And actually, I think Garth, uh, you know, um, obviously stated on what, 82 that tutorials are coming. Obviously, we need to my, press them. My guess is that third person view was easier to implement quicker than the tutorial. Whether, oh, you know, okay. whether, you know yeah, because it was already set up. Yeah. Been no, I mean, that for a long time. like any, any game engine, it's so easy to just drop in a camera. And basically, you just attach it to the prefab. I mean, you can make it look at an object, attach that object to the prefab. I mean, it's super easy. So just keep that in mind. Like, people are like, oh, they wasted a ton of development time. Actually, it, mm. not really. <laughs> well, they did come up with the little pet. So there was an they artist, did. obviously. That is, that, that is pretty cute. All right. Well, I think that's, uh, the, I think the sort of, the whole thing with that is we need to do more. That wraps up our show. Things. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> okay, bye. Uh, but all right, so on to you know the next thing. What about twelve v twelve? Are you guys enjoying it, or are you like, holy crap, you know, um, no? I got mixed feelings on it. I really enjoyed twelve v twelve on some of the maps, but on some of the other maps, not so much. I find it sometimes a little bit too crowded on things such as a uh, forest colony. Is that a bad thing, though? I mean, shouldn't it? And I'm asking, like, from the design standpoint, don't you want some maps where it's like a total clusterfuck and another map where, you know, it's a little bit spread out? I mean, shouldn't, isn't that the whole point of having different maps? Like, you have so different I just scenarios. Didn't pick the clusterfuck? You know, I mean, isn't that the point? Uh, or point to having multiple different types of maps? It's, yeah, he's saying variety. And if we just say, well, this is the best scenario and make every map like this, it would get kind of boring. 
I think I think some of the maps are pretty small for it. I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, it's fun, but I think it depends on are you asking me as somebody who's dropping in a full team and I got 11 other guys and we've already planned on our mechs and they're optimized and we understand that we're going to work together as a as one big unit or are you asking me as somebody who solo a drops? Pup. Yeah, solo yeah, you ask me, solo with... dropper, like it looked to me, it looked like twelve cats chasing a laser pointer. Woo! Like that—that's what my experience was last night. Is that you have so many people that that are clumping up together, trying to compete for the same line of sight against enemy, enemy mechs, and then once that person makes that first mistake and pops out, they can—they take so much direct fire from so many different points that they can—they can, you know, it's like popcorn out there. The first couple of mechs can go up very, very quickly. It's—it's very—it's very punishing because the time to kill is so low. So do you guys feel like this is because it's so new and the reality things are is you can work as a lance and branch off and still be effective now. Like, and I've been trying to do that with Garth and and Darren. Actually, that's what we did, right? Like our base was getting hit and I'd be like, Hey, Alpha Lance got this. We're moving around. Do you feel like we're so used to having to bunch together an 8v8? Because we did, right? If you split up an 8v8 in Alpine, you were probably going to get rolled. So are we so used to the group mentality that we haven't really matured into saying, okay, I'm going to drop, you know, me and my three buddies or me and my two buddies or whatever are going to go this way. I mean, is it just because we're just not used to it yet? Well, the thing did just come out yesterday, so I think it's going to take a little bit of time before it really starts to equalize out, before we really see how people are playing on it. I think there's just with with this twelve v twelve. There's more of everything. There's more mechs. There's more clusterfucks. There's more epic battles. There's more people that stand out and get shot by a million mechs right off the bat. There's just more of everything. And I do agree that we need to test it more to, uh, you know, draw any conclusions. But uh, so far, I'm enjoying it. I like it better than eight v eight personally. I've had nothing but fun. Like I, honest, you know, just fun. Now, that being said, the one thing, and this is on top of everybody's minds right now, I mean, it's affected me, and I have a nice computer. Performance. Eight more mechs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Performance hit across the board. Definitely evident. Now, granted, I do play at 1440p. I drop my resolution down to 1080, which is normal, and it's, uh, you know, it's I'm still in the 50s FPS. But at 1440, today, uh, earlier on NGNG TV, I hit... 15 during uh, uh, an LRM span that was coming 15 FPS. I have a GTX 690. Granted, it's only using one GPU right now. You know, an i5. I have a solid state drive. I, you know, that's concerning to me because... Welcome to my world. You know, what happens if... Now, granted, as soon as I switched to 1080p, it was, it was fine. But across the board, everyone is saying it. Uh, performance. Um, yeah. Yep. Definitely. I, I don't think, uh, you know, that there's really nothing positive other than obviously they're aware of it. But Garth, Garth did have a point today. He basically said in the industry saying the problem, uh, you know, using the word of like fix the FPS issue. It's not just one thing, obviously. It's it's a multiple you know layers. And I don't, you don't just go turn a knob. Yeah. Now, Shit, no, they have stated the biggest issue right now in the game for performance impact do you guys know what it is max nope shadows nope hud lasers no it's missiles it's the hud it's scale form they say it has Hmm. ridiculous amounts of draw calls now my question is if it's such a problem can it get fixed and if it can't can you do something else like and now i say this we don't know if ui 2.0 is going to include uh, you know, uh, an overhaul as well. But 
it is the biggest performance hog they've said across the board was scale form. Mm -hmm. Performance wise, definitely needs to be lo looked at in Justin. Now on their plan of attack, they did state that uh, a game engine update, DirectX 11 performance, it's always an ongoing thing, but I noticed it heavily uh, today and yesterday. So that is definitely, if I was to say, hey, PGI, uh, you need to look at this, that's definitely something that I would, I would address. But it's not like one thing. So uh, I hope people understand that. It's not like they can go over there, oh yeah, it's it's just uh, the, the mechs and the text. No, it's multiple things. Yeah, you Have just you go puck, poke Buckton and poof, done. <laughs> Have you seen Damn. any problems with uh, hit registration? Mm, uh, no, not so much as like what I've seen prior already that was issues with like every once in a while i'd have an ac20 round not hit that's pretty much it i hit with uh srms uh, except flying spiders you don't hit those even though it hits but not so much more than i was seeing before the patch so every once in a while i'll get an ac20 shot from like my blackjack that doesn't hit but um other than that no you guys i mean hit. i have heard people saying that but i have not personally experienced that though yeah, I haven't experienced it, yeah. but it's hit or miss in my unit. I got four or five people that have, and then about another dozen or so that haven't have been you know rolling just fine. So, it, it depends on the mech. Uh, one of the things I've actually noticed recently, starting last patch, is that sometimes on the Victor, certain depending on which way it's facing, your your hit um, you don't get any hit detection. Uh, hmm. Mainly with uh, SRMs and even medium lasers is what I've been noticing. Other than that, like uh, of course you got the spiders, which are basically if it's moving good luck and some of the other light mechs but that's just uh, even before the patch that was still hsr problems well i wonder how much is self uh, inflicted issues I and mean, what i mean by this is like we'd all like to think we're the best of the best in every single shot we you know hits and stuff like that and you know like I i've done it I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it you know i'll miss a shot and i'll be like oh that hit but it really didn't you know so i'm wondering how much of it is that because what was it yesterday during twitch did you guys see that fucking shot i got against the jenner with ac20 i mean it, so I'm, I'm hitting jenners i'm hitting spiders but sometimes yeah in canyons it was a great freaking uh you know but i guess my question is is some of this just like i i know i know there's a, like a word like it, it's almost like crying wolf to where or, well you know, i think there's too many variables here and i think that maybe there are some real issues that people are experiencing you know it's hard to tell when you're watching spectating other people or whatever um and i think some are probably people that think they're better shots than they are i think there's all kinds of uh variables what happens when a spider pilot has a 300 plus ping and he's running around i mean <laughs> you know like it is. They've stated like uh, high pings and hit uh, HSR are issues. Now that being said, they have stated host state rewind is having some major issues, and they are looking at it. Which, uh, you know, and it's it's so funny. Like we're we're so used to it though. Like we're like, oh yeah, well. I play a lot of games with people who I feel like a lot of times people will fall on like an old standard like, oh, I just had lag and they're really covering up something shitty are they, they did. Are they talking about latency or are they talking about? Yeah, but. but but I think people use that here too. Oh, hit detection. You know, sometimes when they should. Yeah. Well, they were hit talking box a lot. Well, it's not the fucking hitbox. It's host state. Rewind. Well, I know. I know. For example, the I gave with the uh, the Victor. When you're when you hit, you know how your crosshair right lights up red. Well, it lights up red. I'm uh, under a hundred meters from hit, but there's no damage that appears on the to the enemy mech when I'm launching five SR sixes out of a uh, Kintaro. Well, one thing what I was trying to get to was 
No, totally. Just totally went blank. <laughs> Clean slate, just bam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I totally don't know what I was going to say. Um, you're, hit, you're hitting It this. was something really important. Uh, yeah, it, it, it apparently was. Um, yeah. Although, if you really want to see what it's like at 300 or 600 ping, try saturating your upload bandwidth while streaming. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> damn it. I'm drinking this beer. Maybe the beer... Uh, no, I don't know. Beer? Yeah, I was playing with a 1400 ping yesterday. It was really yeah. Um. So, okay, so there is some host day rewind issues. Um, I think everyone complains about the spider... I will be the first to admit it is frustrating, but the damn thing moves and it is very agile. So that has a has a play in it, right? I mean, like even when it jumps at its ground, if it's going full speed, it takes off quick. Where other mechs are like, oh yeah, there's a slight delay. It does, you, but that's going to make a host state rewind problem. Yeah, what that I'm saying is, you have to you know give a lead and stuff. So obviously there's a lot. So yes, what are your guys' thoughts on not just the host state rewind, but uh, the weapon changes specifically that came out, um, you know, PPCs were changed, uh, the heat upped, ER large lasers, I was trying those out today, uh, heat was dropped, and a few others. What are your guys' thoughts on the changes? Do you like them? Are you like, what's the point? I mean, what are your thoughts? I don't think the PPCs are going to really make that big of a difference. Everybody knows how to use them. I can still run in a four PPC stalker and put two ERs and two regular PPCs on there and fire them on separate triggers and be fine. But isn't that okay, though? I mean, yeah, it's absolutely okay. I mean, it's I mean, absolutely it, okay. But I mean, I, I don't know if that's what people are going to be upset about or complain about. I don't know if they just want that kind of stuff nerfed into the ground. I mean, I'll talk to people that say, "Oh, they haven't gone far enough, and they need to do hard point systems, and they need to raise the heat through the roof, and there's, you know, the light mechs should never be able to mount two PPCs on them, and you know, all this other stuff." But for me, it's it's fine. I think you know, PPCs are in a good place. I, I mean, I don't but, care. but I guess my question is like. People confuse boating, like boating is an issue. Boating's not an issue. I mean, there's stock mechs. I mean, like the awesome that has three PPCs. And I, and I was talking to a few people yesterday, like, okay, the system is if you fire over X amount of weapons, you get a heat spike. So if you work in, like, why did they do it? It was to sort of uh, reduce the amount of, you know, basically alpha firing you're doing. Now, you can still do it. There's just a penalty. So if you work in that system... Um, and you take the awesome with three PPCs, and the pilot realizes, hey, he can just t- make two groups, two PPCs, one PPCs, and a third group, you know. And is that teaching him what they were they were wanting, what they were intending? You know, is that is that the point of this entire thing? So, or is it to just basically stop ninety plus alpha, you know, strikes, which you can still do, but then what happens to you? Yeah, well, I think a lot of that dovetails back to what we just were talking about previously with, with third person. And hear me out, I'm not going to you know open that can of worms again, but if what, that's good for new players, then what what's telling them that putting four PPCs on and firing them all at once is a bad idea, other than having to research and look at patch notes? Like, I still wish there was something in the UI that explained heat, heat penalties, so when you're in the mech lab and you're you're putting things on your mech, there was something there to, to flash or to warn you or to give you a pop-up or something that said, you know what, you can do it, but you may want to think about, you know, this and that. Yeah. Are we being totally harsh? agree? Totally are, agree, one hundred percent. Are we being too harsh though? Saying yes, they should have this for the new player experience, but aren't we forgetting? I don't know that age-old saying. Those things are absolutely still, necessary. Hold on, it's still beta though. You expect these things at launch, like right? If, oh, at launch. If a game sure. came out and said, "Oh yeah, well we'll get the tutorials in like six months," <laughs> and they launched it. Uh, and uh, the new player experience, like they said, hey, the game is out. I mean, do you got do you guys agree? Like, if the game was out and they said, oh well, yeah, we don't have them in yet, 
I feel yeah, like that's a game a we'll eventually tell you how to play it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's fine. That would be really bad. But we got less than two months. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I, I would think that if they were going to, I, I was really hoping that when they implemented the ghost heat system type thing, that they would have some sort of indicator made at the same time that would mm-hmm. uh, allow for that. Um, that would just kind of make a, my thoughts. It makes a little bit of sense. Uh, but I mean, we don't know what their schedule is or anything like that. Um, how do you guys feel? And we're we're talking about heat and and weapon balancing. How do you guys feel that? Right now, you've got basically a, your heat bar goes from zero to one hundred percent. Okay, now what that one hundred percent level is is basically any there's effects that happen over that one hundred percent. And I almost feel like what they ha- they they should do is is basically bring that bar so that uh, that one hundred percent value would actually be around the middle, if you know what I mean. So you could, you could actually see how far did I push it past one hundred. And you knowing, I would like you, to see that. Right, you know, when you pushed it past a hundred, you realize you may have an ammo explosion. You might have crit damage. You might, you know, destroy your mech. But like right now, you can't tell. Like I don't know. There's there's nothing there. And I feel like the whole point of you know uh, heat and heat damage or heat penalties and stuff like that is the fact that you know you did push the line. Now I almost feel like right now, uh, you know, you should possibly have effects i don't know does heat dissipate too quick i mean like there's there's a ton oh. of other stuff it, it depends on the situation right if i'm in i know recently i've been running a lot in my hunchback again with uh large lasers medium lasers and srms i've been sitting around 60 to 80 percent heat when i'm brawling but if i hit from long range it doesn't take long to dissipate the heat uh what i would probably like to see is something once you hit about 85 to 100 screen flickering or monitor mess up or something like that to give you an indicator hey you're running the line right now well you know what's funny is uh i was just watching a mech warrior 3 video and when you pushed your high heat levels your hud got all scrambled yeah, um exactly. you, you know you just throw on that to give some sort of indicator saying watch your heat right now you're in if you do something you might be going over yeah, I'd, I'd definitely like to see a lot of those things. Obviously, though, to, to be realistic, what we're talking about is not, you know, priority. And, and that's understandable, right? The, the community warfare, the UI 2.0, the, you know, matchmaking, the, you know, performance, those are a priority, right? What we're talking about is definitely icing on the cake. And, but I do want to see those. Now, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, cake, Golden Boy, that came out yesterday, the Kentaro I will be the first to admit, I did not, like, if you would have asked me, well, what design do you think is going to come out next? I wouldn't have even thought Kentaro. So what are your guys' initial thoughts? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Why do you like it? And why don't you like it? Jason? Uh, I bought one, because, and I blame Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, blame, timing, then. I blame that movie and that whole goddamn soundtrack. Um, but I, yeah, I ended up buying one because I'm like, yeah, missiles, this will be awesome. And then I... Um, remembered after the fact like how much I miss streaks being the way they used to be because I think it would be a devastating light killer if streaks still operated like they did in, in the golden days but but they they were broke that's why like yeah that's why Raven 3Ls yeah. oh, oh. were ridiculous oh sure I mean if you want to get all technical and spout facts sure but, fact. <laughs> I was but, living I mean, in my dream and you, you but, popped uh, the fucking bubble Phil shit yeah dude. I think um 
the thing is like a walking CT. Um, so I think the XL is kind of mandatory to get any kind of speed. I'm not really sure if I like the fact that the engine's capped at 290, but you know, you can make it work. Uh, what I ended up doing was um, putting three SRM6s on it with Artemis, three medium lasers, and I completely ignore the chest so I don't have to open the bay doors and uh, because I'm getting shot in the CT enough, and that seems to be working out okay. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite. I don't know how much playtime it'll get, but I think it's an interesting mech, and I don't really regret my purchase. But No, this it, is the it, hero. Now, I think uh, correct. Someone, was, someone was telling me the standard variants um, are going to have a 275 stock, which is going to mean they're going to be able to push 100-plus KPH with speed mm-hmm. tweak easily. So they got a max engine a 360 as well. So, yeah, yeah, let's look at this from the perspective of, and you're seeing this a lot, right? You've got the Blackjack, and we have got the Treb, right? Treb's fast, right? It can still pack a good punch. Uh, it's a good brawler. Um, and you've got, like, the, the blackjack that has jump jets, right? So I almost feel like the Kentaro is going to be the heavily armored, nice little brawl setup, um, but it doesn't have jump jets, right? Whereas the Shadowhawk, let's be real, this is what I'm, I'm going to spout the Shadowhawk here. Shadowhawk's going to have ballistics. It's going to have SRM. It's going to have energy. And then it's also going to have jump jets. And I have been thoroughly enjoying the blackjack one with AC-20 and three mediums just because of the maneuverability. I mean, it, it's I'm, I'm loving it. So it's almost like what they're doing is if they have two mechs in the same weight category, you have one that has jump chance, one that doesn't, right? I mean... The big question to me is going to be Shadowhawk, Griffin, or Wolverine. All 55, all jump jets. Shadowhawk. Mm-hmm. Well, they haven't announced Wolverine, you know, and Russ I know. said... I well, know. we did ask Russ. It's going to happen. Shut up. With there him. were pictures. He, he, did, uh, he did say that... Uh, it, it could happen. Now, I, I did want to ask you guys something. The Kentaro, and this sort of rolls into another mech, the Quick Draw. I saw a picture today, and I, and I guess I just wasn't paying attention. It's as big as a 65-ton, 70-ton, 80-ton mech. Uh, yeah, it's a disadvantage. I mean, definitely. I still stand by what I've said probably about, I think it was three episodes ago, where they're probably has to be some scaling play going on here i know it's probably a lot harder than we say it is but i think it's something that should be taking time set aside and scale everything back down to how it's supposed to be i i I don't mind it being as tall as like a dragon or something like that um or even a centurion but uh where it's as tall as a quick draw i think there's definitely a problem especially with the uh hello (laughs) thank you for calling the no guts no galaxy podcast now, Connor Sinclair is saying they're recycling the you know animation skeleton, uh, but the fact of the matter is, if that's what they're doing or not, it to me does that not create issues? I mean, if it's if it's a fifty-five or sixty-ton mech, you're making it as big a big of a target. And let's be honest, uh, you just stated, uh, Jason, the CT right being shot out. Each mech, I mean, and you're making it big, it's easy to hit. So again, size it does matter, like for the skill, the, how easy it is to 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 get fire on and away. I guess so. Yep. Are they gonna, you know, look at it? Are they gonna fix? Obviously, I know, uh, you know, we asked, you know, flying debris about that, and he, you know, he said yes, he takes that to you know account now. But on one of the what, updates, uh, commander updates, or one of them, they were basically saying we're gonna look at scale. There are a few things that we want to tweak, but this is another mech that's out, and it's big. Like really big. Well, I mean, it, like it comes back to what you're saying about prioritization. There, there's two months till launch. There's all this other stuff to do. I mean, this sure they'll get to it, but is it going to be next year? Well, I prefer guess... host state rewind before bigger megs or something. Oh, I, right. I, I get this, but you're talking about two different things. Someone who works in host state rewind is not the same person who does modeling. And Obviously, I guess my question is priorities. 
Correct. I, I guess my question is, you're right, right? They they do need to focus on the other things, and they can always, uh, you know, but they just made that match. Unless it's been sitting there for months, months upon months, right? Uh, they just, why not design these with the scale at the at, at the start, and then you don't have to worry about going back. But again, that might come into the what you were talking about when Garth was on. I mean, they've promised to release two mechs a month, so when you're trying to sure. keep that kind of design schedule, maybe you don't test things as much as you should, or you don't look at things, or you don't anticipate things being a problem until they're live, and then yep. you're like, oh crap, this thing is you know as big as a house. Maybe we should do something about that. I, I just feel like uh, to me that is a pet peeve of mine. Saying okay, these mechs they can't carry huge weapon systems or a huge payload like you know basically the heavies or the assaults right so they rely on maneuverability and speed well th- okay so you allow the quick draw and you allow the Kantara to go fast cool you're right they have a good amount of armor they have a little bit of you know good punch but then you make them this that big it negates basically the benefits of having that right i mean and it's a weird tonnage i understand like you know, I, I totally get it. Uh, I'm just saying, it's one thing to me that uh, definitely I would like. Uh, I don't know, maybe uh, down the road they did do a complete overhaul. I don't know. Um, let's see, we've got uh, some other things. Uh, C bill XP uh, per match. We've got uh, you know cap and stuff like that. What are your guys' feelings on the XP? You know, basically nerfed. Uh, it looks to be about ten to twenty percent. Is this good? Is this bad? Are you like? Nah, I like a lot of sea bills. Or are you like, eh, I mean, what are your thoughts, uh, Laura? Nah. I don't know if they're um, personal, because the grind right now is extremely generous. And a lot more generous than a lot of other MMOs on the market right now. So if they make it so you have to grind a little bit more, I don't care. And considering you don't have repair bills? Yeah, repair and rearm's not in, so... Have we been spoiled? Brandon, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I'm not a big fan. I find myself now even getting two kills and doing about 700 damage. I think I did in a Highlander. I came out with only a hundred and a hundred and ten thousand, whereas something like that I would usually be pushing about 170, 180 thousand. So it's it's quite quite a bit of a difference. Now is this something that is sort of biting? back at them just because we have been spoiled with high and now it's been tapered. I, I, don't think, I think I think what we currently have I think if we keep it around this is my own personal opinion if we keep it about 140,000 uh, average I think it would be I think it would be fine still because I mean even send 140 a match at about what a match is about seven eight minutes so to grind up enough to get to say like a um a hunchback or something like that you're still putting in quite amount of time you're putting in about two hours worth which okay. is reasonable well, considering there's in order to master the variant you need three chasses well, so three here, chasses and so you're six six seven hours roughly here here's my um i guess gripe about all of this is i don't i'm not too worried about the the, the drop in um 10 to 20 maybe 30 percent like and this is why but this is my gripe about this. I'm not worried about that. Um, what I would like to see, though, is the player be more re- uh, rewarded. And, and the reason I say this is it's 12v12 now. Most matches aren't going to, you know, 12 kills and 11 kills, right? Some of them get... There's Sometimes there's nothing you can do, but you as a pilot do a really good match. And I had a match earlier in my blackjack. Got 497 damage. I got 88,000 you know, I have a premium account, um, you know, and I felt like me, even though I was, you know, that that's what I'm talking about is like, 
I had a good match, and there was nothing I could do because it, maybe you have a lance. I got totally rick rolled at the very beginning, and so now it's eight v you know eight v twelve. Should the players be rewarded more, and would that create issues? I mean, Jason, do you have a, do you have an opinion on this? Uh, yeah, I have an opinion on it. It's, uh, I'm not a fan um, because number one, they've established a baseline already. And I understand things change and that all that. But that aside is when I spend MC for a hero mech for 30% additional C bills and XP, or I spend money on my money on premium time. There was a baseline value per dollar that I was getting. When you lower the base XP or um, and C bills that I get by 30%, that means you've lowered the value per dollar that I've already spent on my hero mechs or my premium time which means now I'm going to have to really think twice, do I really want to put more money into the game if really the, the boost that I'm going to see out of this mech or out of this premium time is smaller? No, granted, what I just said, it was a loss. Sorry, I just have to clarify. We lost, but when you, I guess that's what I'm saying is even if you lose, should not the player be you know rewarded for having a good match themselves? Right. You know? I mean, I think, I think the one thing I was saying is about what do I feel about the entire um, you know drop and, and rewards, I think that's one thing. And the other thing, when you talk about player rewards, especially with 12v12s, when you have more people on the, on the battlefield who can do more things and you get into role warfare, I think the, the, the C-bill and XP reward for things that lights are really good at, like spotting and, and doing a lot of the other like, electronic warfare that I would hope to see more of, those are the rewards I find the most lacking because they're expected now to get kill credit and damage credit against mm-hmm. 12 other mechs when they're not really designed intentionally to do that. And the better hit state rewind gets... Uh, the more vulnerable those mechs become. So you got to reward them for doing something other than just going out there and getting kills and damage. You know, Plus with the delay in cap time, it's going to take them forever. They're not going to get the credit they deserve. And you know what I've seen is um, you have more chance to do more damage, right? And you're seeing scores. So I've seen people post up uh, you know, 800 plus damage still. But the majority of people I've seen across the board, like on the 12v12, is around 200 you know, 250 and damage across the board. Like, you know, that's generally, and it'll be interesting because they're collecting all this an, uh, information, by the way. So they, they know, but uh, I think we were spoiled. I, I will admit, I'll be the first one. We've been spoiled for a while, right? They took out uh, repair and rearm. Now that all being said, um, you know, uh, and these are questions hopefully we'll be able to get answered, you know, not too distant future is what about community warfare during community warfare? Are they going to have repair and rearm? You know, do they make the context of having, you know, mechs or losing components? Like you'll keep the mech, but you could lose all the weapons and all. I mean, all this stuff is, you know, information we want to want to have. But um, well, I think there's been another uh, reason that damage has dropped, and I'm I'm just completely throwing this up against the wall of crazy and seeing if it sticks. But when you had eight v eights and you play the the flavor of the month meta, and it was all direct fire, PPC gals, let's see what we can do. Given on the map sizes, you could roll together in your, your big blob of mechs, and each person could find a relatively clear line of sight to fire against the other mechs, eight abreast. So everybody had shots on the mech. When you try to do the same thing with 50% more mechs, you invariably have some people who are just stuck in the back. Well, they, I, they I think can't it's, even get shots off. Yeah. I think it's you have 12 people on your team, and so if all 12 people get like one shot on one mech, you're actually doing less damage individually. Right. But overall, you you're inflicting. Well, and that's what I'm saying is that's what I feel like I'm seeing in these, and, and I'm playing random pub matches. Um, you know, I can't I can't talk about twelve v twelves, but random pub matches, you 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 see that sort of spread of damage across the board because yes, ultimately there's more firepower on the field, um, but it's also spread out. You'll the you know target will be hit by a lot more people. You know, and when you have ten plus assists, you know you were shooting a lot of people. So now on this idea, uh, you know, on this topic of basically um, you know new stuff on the patch. What about uh, capture time? 
uh, for, you know, conquest. Do you guys too feel long. like, do you uh, feel it's too long? I do. Uh, yes, I was about to say, I feel it's too long. Or, counterpoint to that, it's either too long now to de decap it. Like, I know I've lost a match recently where the entire team was dead and we had four people on the cap, but it just took so long to go all the way down to nullify it that we actually ended up losing, even though there was a good 15 seconds left in, in the game for the, the time to go up. Uh, that being said, uh, if they want to keep the longer cap times, I'd say bump up the cap limit from 750 to maybe 1,000. And that way your longer games, it, it evens out technically, kind of. Well, couldn't you basically then just reduce slightly the the capture rate then wouldn't that just be sort of the same exactly it's, it's the same it's just what numbers you want to play with i guess is the type of instead thing. of making it 750 and it takes x amount of time to cap why don't you just try drop the x amount of time to cap now to me personally i like it i think you still run into the fact that if you do have a, a group of light or fast you know max and they go around and cap, you're still going to have those issues. I mean, it's basically the same thing we had before, but now you have 12 mechs. And if you weren't paying attention and looking at cap, and you were going to be out capped, you know, you know, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, Well, again, we're all still getting used to it. But my gut feeling is that the time needs to be reduced a little bit. Or make it so if you do have the cap accelerator on your mech, that it gives you a, that bonus, like a big bonus. You know, like if cap accelerator wasn't changed and it's based on the old numbers, then I feel like Capture Accelerator... I mean, so it would make... Hey, give give the Light Mech a roll. Like, if if Light Mechs are supposed to be Information Warfare, ECM, or just Eyes and stuff, give them rolls of... Okay, I mean, are they supposed to be cap? You can't expect a 25-ton Commando right now to go up and fight a Heavy or Assault Mech and walk away, you know? So give them rolls and, and give them benefit, and I guess that would be one, you know? Well, right now, the benefit is too low for them to actually benefit from capping. I've got a couple ideas on this, if I may. I'm just going to throw them out there. I think the time to cap should be reduced, because I think the biggest threat you should face when capping is an enemy force coming to defend, not the clock. Mm -hmm. um, number two, I think that the reward system that we were just talking about for capping needs to be revamped, because capping in a fight right now is almost considered like a, a dirty-handed, underhanded trick that you're, you're cheating your teammates out of C-bills. Um, you know, the idea I had for capping is that when you win, you should get the entire team should be rewarded by the amount of whatever mechs are left on the enemy team. Or, or some kind of thing where everybody gets rewarded so that it scales. And so the rewards are so great for capping that you actually force people to play defense and protect their caps. So you split up those 12-man blobs, you, you are fighting in lances, and you actually have to take base defense more seriously instead well, and of just push through and go offense. We've, we've had it before um, to where you got a lot of points for capping. And remember what happened, though. There was a lot. Like, everyone would just go and cap and win. Because, you, you know, at the time, you, you made more money just capping. So, right now, you don't make... And the experience was dropped um, for capping as well. And I feel like that's that's not always a good thing. I feel like uh, it needs to be... Obviously, I say a nice balance. And it's always hard, right? Because if they go, too, they go too far to the left or too far to the right, it's going to, you know, skew things. But, uh, yeah. Uh, right. If well, light, light mechs, too, especially right now, if you're running solo right now you have a very high chance of dying and dying quickly. So, you know, give them bonuses or something. I don't know. It could be a medium as well. Uh, and I feel like that you should be rewarded as a light pilot or give them roles. I mean, if the role is to cap an information warfare, if they're going to, you need to incentivize it. Like if I'm going to go do it, then reward me. But right now they're not being rewarded. So I can, I can understand. Well, I think the threat of being quick capped 
will make people paranoid to make them defend their base. So you have to leave a, a lance back or at least somebody on your defensive perimeter as a rapid response team to take care of it. You, you, you would essentially punish people for rolling in one big mass. You would, you would force them to, to group up to, in order to prevent that cap. But just, you, don't, you don't want it too fast to where uh, they can just roll around and just boom, boom, boom. You know, because that's what we've had in the past, right? Right to where you can never do anything about a light, you know, light mech capping. I mean, Somewhere in between, you can shoot them in the face. But you also, you're, if if it gets to that point, you and your team failed in some way or shape or form, right? I mean, like if you weren't paying it, if you were brawling and you look up, oh shit, they've captured four out of five. I was so focused on destroying the enemy. I mean, that's on you, right? I mean, you gotta take credit somewhere in there, right? Yeah, I just wish I wish it was capping was more uh, dynamic and the game mode meant more and had more kind of fit into the lore better. I don't want to draw upon too many other M, you know MMO references, but I kind of miss there was a Star Wars battleground where when you captured the points, you captured turrets and the turrets took oh, yeah. out the enemy's dropship. That yeah. that's what I wish it was. I wish that the health bar was the health bar of your enemy dropship, and the more points you captured, the more you could control a turret and then take out the enemy dropship because that would mean okay, we just we just solidified planetary oh, yeah. control. It would just mean more. But, you know, now we're getting into different game modes. But, yeah, yeah, I could definitely... Well, I like the idea of Conquest to where when you capture, you're getting something for your team, whether it's, like, more airstrikes or there's turrets and artillery that'll start firing or, like you said, firing on a dropship or an objective and stuff like that. There's there's plenty they can do, obviously, priority. And well, they I have know, mentioned... I know previously in the PC Gamer article that they had uh, a bit ago that that was one of the things they stated they wanted turrets and stuff like that for the bases and whatnot but i don't think there's been a much of an update since then so. yeah we, yep remember I, those fun turrets from living legends yeah living legends man i had a blast in living legends um, literally and, and figuratively i will still say <laughs> this yeah i guess because i I've, I've gotten older and i sort of understand that I'm okay with them introducing respawn or introducing four max like a dropship mode. Like I want that. Like or attacking defense. Like I want different game modes. I don't care if it's realistic or not. At the end of the day, what I want is fun. And uh, so, uh, for anyone listening out there, again, you know, game modes. Hopefully, they'll be releasing more information as we get closer to Community Warfare. And we've only got what a month and a week. You know, basically five weeks. Yeah. Between launch. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully, you know, maybe we can. Uh, squeeze some information out of Brian and Paul, and uh, possibly even having the podcast and basically drop you know drop the bomb on everyone. Like, hey, this is what's gonna go you know go down, and yeah. I'm sure it'll come down in command share updates and stuff. But well, maybe we can have them sit on and talk about it afterwards. Well, we let me re- totally get Paul on. Let me reverse the script for a minute and let me ask you a question. Then Phil is, uh, what do you think is going to happen on launch day? Do you think like this curtain's going to be drawn back and it's going to be this huge patch and there's going to be five pages of features that are coming in and you know the sun rays are going to come down? And it's going to be everything we ever hoped for, or do you think it's going to be a soft launch where hey, uh, yesterday was a Tuesday, today's a Wednesday, not much change except we're officially launched? I think what's going to happen is they're going to have UI 2.0 ready. I think they're going to have a basic form, and I don't know what that basic form is though because we haven't been told yet of community warfare where it's loyalty points or maybe uh, you know planets or you're able to form groups and i think they've stated that where they're going to have like a phase so i think what's going to happen on launch day is you're going to have ui 2.0 which is the biggest game change we've seen not gameplay game change like it's going to be huge it's it's massive um i feel like that's going to be in place some type of community warfare and then they've stated and i'm hoping that you'll be able to like form your group in a lobby system. I, I, I think the lobby system is a part of UI 2.0. So um, I think it'll be 
basic form. And then what I think what's going to happen, and they're going to say, okay, phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, however many, and it'll evolve because you got to realize, yeah, it will evolve. You know, um, the the first battles for planets may only be like a you know, attack and defend, and whoever wins gets the planet. But what you'd ultimately want is you'd want like a series of battles, right? Attack and defend, and, and something happening, plus like that. So that's what I think. I mean, Darren, uh, what do you think? Uh, I hope it's somewhere in between a soft launch and a pull the curtain back. I'd like, you know, some significant things. UI 2.0, definitely. Uh, whatever they can bring. Brennan? Well, I mean, with uh, talking community warfare and stuff like that, I mean, we're supposed to be getting something this month that's uh, going to talk more in depth about what we should be expecting. Uh, but that being said, I think the last time they talked about it was a little bit ago. They said phase one is going to be like forming your, your groups, your Merc units and stuff like that. Loyalty points... And I think that was really about it. And then phase two was supposed to be a little bit more in depth and stuff like that. So I'd like to see a little bit of an update towards that. Uh, like I said, we're supposed to be getting that this month. What about you, Laura? I had a thought, and it was fucking brilliant. Bam! And people yeah. kept talking oh, and you shit. Pulled a fill. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm my lizard. Well, I'm gonna go on a limb and I'm gonna speculate. Total speculation here. Uh, this is my wishful thinking. Launch goes live, UI 2.0, basic form, community warfare, and, and, you ready for it? You know what it is? Fucking Timberwolf. Yeah, baby. Clans invade, they've got like 12 clan mechs you can choose, and all hell just breaks loose. That's what's about to happen. Now, that's a whole other podcast. So, that's what I'm going to go for. Laura, you remember, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was saying that, hey, like Phil, I want a huge surprise. Because we know what's coming, they've been very transparent and stuff, and they've been telling us all about community warfare, but give me something huge. Well, Knock my socks you, you, off at launch. You can't blame them for holding off on something like a launch. Like no, that, but I right, still want to be excited about something. Yeah, so clans, yes, Timberwolf, or just release the fucking concept art, and I will... Mech porn. I love mech porn. It'd probably be on right. Google Plus before that. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it uh we had a few things obviously russ came out and talked about the third person now i'm gonna go ahead and say this and some people aren't gonna like this uh me saying this but i feel like he shouldn't have to go and make a post like this and you know people accuse us of many things over at ngng whatever i feel like he shouldn't have to come out and basically give you common sense of saying hey this is why you know change like i feel like we've been we're such a negative force when it comes to like some topics like third person view. And I, f- I feel bad that like, honestly he had to go and, and make a post like this. I, re- I really do. Like I, I felt like he didn't need to do that. And we, as the community put him in this place, that's that I feel like that's what it is. Now, that being said, he explained himself and you still have people basically being negative. That just confounds me. I mean, like now Jason with, with your, you know, podcast and your group, like, do you feel like that's a valid, like, you know, I make mean, a valid prediction. Like we create our own nightmares sometimes, and then we get oh, all worked I, up. I think some people are just negative bastards, no matter what you give them, because they have they're they're just very self centered, very egotistical, and they 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 have a vision for this game that's based off of years of experience of what they think a mech warrior title should be, and they're not willing to waver for that one way or the other. And who am I to tell them they're wrong? 
It's their game, it's my game, it's everybody's game. It's a new player's game. It's, it should be for everybody. What I love is I, I think Russ did the, the exact right thing. I wish he'd do more of it. I don't think it was forced on him. But, I mean, that's your take, that's fine. But it, for me, it was kind of like, hey, buddies, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn my chair around and sit down and I'm going to tell you about the game and, and why we're doing what we're doing and then we're going to have an open, honest conversation about it. To me, it was, it was probably the clearest message that, ever, that, that I've seen from them. That it wasn't defensive, it was just, hey, this is what we think is best for the game, this is why, and we hope you're on board with it. And I can respect it. Uncle Russ time. I have news. Okay, yeah, so Russ just posted on Twitter, he's saying that the team is finding some FPS drops that slipped in with the mech content, and that he's crossing his fingers for a quick hotfix to get players back to normal. Bam! That is good news. Um, I liked the presidential address, Uh, personally. I I did like hearing the, the reason behind, and you know, basically his honest feelings about it. I will agree. PGI, right? The communication, that the public relations can always be better, can always do more. Like, I honestly, I think they could utilize Twitch and YouTube and, and Hangouts and and do stuff like that. I, I love walls of text. I'm not going to lie. No, I don't really. I hate walls but of I, text. But I like seeing their faces. I like seeing them talk. I like seeing humanizing the devs, if you will. So I've yes, it can They're be better. not human. Yeah, I know, right? No, Paul's not human. Could definitely be better though. But yes, it could always be better. I mean, anything, right? I would um, like it to be better. What I was going to say earlier, just real quick, is just we. I still think we a lot of people have problems with perspective. Phil, you're coming from the pug perspective mostly. You know, I have a little bit of uh, a lot of pug and a little bit of eight mans or twelve mans now. Uh, some people have just a twelve mans. I think that's one of the problems we have. We all come in with our super strong opinions, and a lot of us are self-centered and don't think about other people's experiences. No, no, yeah. I, I think you hit it right on the nail. It's all about me, right? It's all and. I feel like that's uh, that's the heart out of a lot of you know issues when someone posts. It's it's usually about you know them and their experience, and they're the only ones that you know. Like you have to look at the broad picture. So, I mean, I want to do more than that. I mean, I, my my major concern is we're a month and a half out, and I I want to see a you know when you're talking about what you want to launch, I want that new player experience in. I want I want to see some marketing because I haven't seen any marketing about hey this game is going to launch, you know it's going to come out. I, I mean, we're all kind of in the inner sphere here. I mean, even in the Reddit community and things like that, we're already part of the existing community. I, you know, I want to see television commercials of Atlas's just taking stuff out and mowing it over. I mean, I want Come to see some star blackout. Yeah, I want, I want to see something. And I'm a little nervous that we're, we're a month out and I'm not seeing more of a buzz like in general gaming circles about, hey, this thing's going to launch. Well, and that's what I feel like the community has such an important role in games nowadays. I mean... That me and Darren basically started. I mean, like started this podcast to be a positive influence, like to go out there, create content, you know, create YouTube videos, create animation, create comics. To you know, like you know what you're doing over there, you know, Jason is the exact same thing. You're creating content, even if it's just discussion or speculation or you know uh, ideas and thoughts. Or you're creating content to help the community move forward. And I feel like I, I wish there was more people doing it too. You know, like. I, that's one thing that I feel like the community can step up and really get behind the developers and, you know, say, and have that close relationship. And, you know, it's funny because there are, you know, people that want that, but the way, like you said, some people are just, you know, jerks. Some people are assholes and their, their, their approach to it, you know, they, they scream and yell and pitch a tantrum and then they realize why, you know, they're not taken seriously. And then Um, some people just don't know any better. Some people are assholes. It's just, it's a fact. But, uh, all right, guys, we're going to be moving on. 
to the next thing, which was MechWare Tactics. Now, there are a few things here. There was a Reddit AMA uh, with Blue Lizard. Yes, Blue Lizard Games. Not Can you walk those? Roadhouse. Uh, I just appreciate oh, God. Blue Lizard. Right. Uh, now, it's not Roadhouse Interactive. Now, it was this, uh, the CEO, Alfredo uh, Chavez. Uh, first off, great that they had an AMA. Total left field. New developer. What happened to Roadhouse? Like, that, to me, I'm like, whoa, you know, like, yeah, you know, like, was this meant to be? Was it something that occurred a long time ago? Like, what, what was, is this good or bad? Is this going to delay the game? Like, to me, as a, as a player and as someone who's following this project, I'm like, uh, is this good or bad? Now, that being said, a company just doesn't switch hands overnight. So this has had to have been going on for a while, which means we've still been playing MechWare Tactics. So obviously the game's still running, and, you know, it. I mean, what what are your guys' feelings on this? Are you like, oh, my God, conspiracy nut? I just, or like... I just want to pop up and say that uh, Acronym is still, I think, uh, working on the project as well. Remind me who that is. Uh, they're the other developers. There because was Roadhouse Interactive. There was Roadhouse Interactive and Acronym Games. Mm, maybe I wonder if they're in an advisor role. Um, mm. You know, I you know why a change though? I mean, that's it's odd to me. Or at least I think the acronym is still there. Give me a second. Well, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be speculation one way or the other. I mean, you you could just think that I mean, it may have anything. It may not have anything to do with the project. It may have had to do with the developer themselves, and maybe they had some internal turmoil that just they can't do anything right now and not support the game. Or it could be that they weren't meeting the design vision that, that it was intended, and they just decided to break with it. I, you know I, what? At the end of the day, I don't care if it's a new developer. If they make the game and it's good to go, I'm okay with it. Uh, so I guess all that like speculation doesn't really matter. And I'm going to reach out. And I'm going to get a hold of these guys, and we're going to have them on a podcast. How's that sound? I think that sounds like a great idea. And um, Red Dawn was greater than Roadhouse. Just making that point. Wolverines. Wolverines. <laughs> Not the new Red Dawn. Oh, my no, God. no. God almighty. I will, don't even consider that Red Dawn. Dawn yes. Damn it. So, okay. So there was also a Get to Know the Devs with Pablo uh, Espinosa. Um, I need to actually read that. That just came out like today. Obviously, the game is still under NDA, uh, uh, but we've played it, so I think we can talk quite a bit about it, you know, obviously. Last time me and you played, Darren, you totally lost a bet, and uh, that we couldn't play another match, though. We need we need another match. We need a rematch. We need a rematch. We need a we real need, match. We, yeah, okay. <laughs> we, we, need, we need another few to just break this ice and sort of see. Best, best three out of five. Of, yeah, something like that, right? All right. So, anyways, uh, we're gonna reach out to um, Blue Lizard Games and see if we can sit down and talk to them. Really excited. Again, I thoroughly enjoy the game, art direction, and all that. Now, they did stay in the AMA. There is some useful information in there that they said the art direction they're not going to change. But of course, there's things that they can tighten up and stuff. And there was other stuff like as well as they also said reseeing mechs that they had proposed a few ideas, but they needed to check on legality as well. So, yeah. but either way, we are going to reach out and we are going to grab that lizard. Whoa, whoa! Sometimes you gotta grab the lizard. Just walk it. Just walk it. Right. No need to tell me about it. Uh, BattleTech, the board game. We have the Alpha Strike pre-order still going on, and of course, Catalyst Game Labs is at Gen Con. Did is it Gen Con? When is Gen Con? Uh, not. I don't. Maybe next week. I think. Like soon, isn't it? It's like. Oh yeah. Really soon. Someone, someone, let us know. 
Uh, we've got other people in the chat saying Alpha Strike looks good. Um, Horned Owl uh, will be at Gen Con. You better be rocking your freaking t-shirts, man. That'll be awesome. Pictures there. Like a hurricane. Yeah. And um, speaking of Catalyst Game Labs, um, we're actually going to be having Randall Bill on the show again. Uh, we actually need to touch base with him. Uh, we reached... Uh, we sent him an email like over a month ago, but he was super swamped with all the Shadowrun stuff. Obviously, your Shadowrun, um, and uh, you know that he was like, "Sorry, you know, didn't get back to you, and super busy." And of course, I still talk to Brent Evans, the art director, super nice guy, um, and uh, you know, maybe we'll have him on the show um, in not too distant future. But uh, that sort of leads into again, make sure to check out the Catalyst Game Lab sponsorship giveaway, week twelve. The Hex Pack Cities and Roads. Obviously, it's completely free. All you got to do is register and post what your favorite aerospace fighter is. And that's all you got to do. I mean, that's literally all you got to do. And you can win shit. What else shit. do you have to do, though? Um, send Darren and Phil a bunch of free right. MC. Right <laughs> and Gifting. Or, or mech porn. Well, now, that being I said... To... <laughs> I know, right? That being said, hey, if any of you guys have old Battletech novels, maybe uh, miniatures or... Uh, anything to do with Battletech or MechWarrior and you know it's just sitting around collecting dust you're never going to use it let me know contact me Sean Lang at nogutsmcoxy.net and I can give those away as giveaways I have no problem doing that you just send them and we'll send them out and do them as giveaways I think that's really cool a lot of people enjoy that stuff Um, so awesome alright anyways check us out on Facebook No Guts No Galaxy Podcast that's a great way for us to get information to you and, of course, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, No Guts, No Gox TV. I've been posting up a lot of the third-person uh, videos. Um, I basically spent an like, entire two-hour time getting these videos, so make sure to check those out. Maybe you haven't played third-person view. Go check them out. You see what it is, and you can see sort of what we were talking today with the reticle and, and issues and basically the overall feel and look of it. I'm just going to say, from a creative standpoint, I like third-person view. I like seeing my hunchback strut. And that being said, there are some mechs that animation that needs like worked on. That's some strut cool. better than others. Some have strut and some just don't. But... They walk fast. It's like old women walking fast. It's it's really sad. Oh really? You hate old women now, do you? Well, I'm just saying I didn't hate okay. saying they're, right, they're old women. Right. They're walking fast. Phil confirmed for hating uh-huh. old women. No, I'm confirmed. That's... Some of the uh, assault mechs walk like old men. And of course, uh, check us out on Twitch, NGNG TV. Um, we've got plenty of streamers doing a great job, and uh, we just want to say thank you to all those guys. Empy uh, in his TeamSpeak Tuesdays, the Ginger Overlord. Don't worry, Versinix and some of the other guys—they're just busy with real life, and you know that happens. They will be back, and they'll stream when they can. And I just want to say thank you to Jason, and make sure to check out his podcast and head over to his uh, podcast. We'll get you the links right here. Link. Drop command. Drop command, not drop ship command. Don't don't screw it up like Phil. Drop yeah. command. Make sure to give it a listen. It's really great. It's always awesome, um, you know, talking to other content creators, and that's what you guys are. And hopefully, this will help get you a little bit more exposure. And we're going to have you back on the podcast. You don't really have a say in that. I apologize. Also, uh, he's I, a member I of the Wolf it. Spiders. Give them a shout out. Wolf Spiders are there's a link there. Absolutely. What does a wolf spider sound like? Better than a barking spider. Well, when you find out, it'll be the last thing you hear. Ooh, <laughs> nice. I just been saving that one. It's the toughest oh, thing I can man. think of. He pulled that out of the bag. That was at the yeah, bottom. Whatever. That was good. Yeah, that, that was, was terribly bo- cheesy. <laughs> it was so horrible. I need a shower. Acceptable. 
Anyways, guys, it's been an awesome. Um, obviously, there are some things uh, that are going down. Uh, we've got the NGNG Con. We'll have more information as that goes. Um, I know a few people were asking about the NGNG polo shirts. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you guys create a big enough stink on our forums, we might be able to work something out. Uh, they are pretty nice, I will admit. But um, I want a polo, damn it. I know, right? Um, let's see. We've got... Oh, yeah. I got, I got to drop the, the bomb on you guys again. Um, just a slight hint. Uh, YouTube and Battletech. That's all. Um, that's the only hint I'm going to give you. I'm sorry. That's, that's that's pretty fucked up. I know. You but, are uh, literally the worst. Yeah, and uh, you hate. What do you guys talk? You guys know shit. what it is. Oh yeah, we should Shh. also mention that one of our NGNG staffers has a story up on our <laughs> forums. You can check it out. Yeah, Dragonfall. Oh. It's pretty awesome. Talking about an artist trying to pimp her stuff. I'm not talking about my stuff. I'm talking about his stuff. <laughs> it just so happens. Just so happens. Yeah, I didn't say anything FFR about it. Night on Thursday nights on my stream. And she definitely <laughs> quality artwork from Laura. Quality fiction from Wingbreaker. Check it out. All right, guys. Well, hey, you guys have a great night. Appreciate everyone coming out. It was a blast. And I just again, I just want to say thank you to our community and all of our staff members. We got a ton of people behind NGNG doing stuff, and it, it is amazing to work with you know these people, and, and they put up with Darren and me, and that that has to go somewhere, right? I mean, that that's special people. But anyways, guys, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. And this is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hill. This is Laura. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Best if you avoid me But I know you probably can't You sense something is wrong with me You can feel it on my skin But there is more with it Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot
I just lost my train of thought. Is it an edit? <laughs> I'm it's hoping it's an edit. I was desperately. Let me let me explain something. Like no. totally, 